want to start today by thanking you all. Um, it's, we've been here for, for two years, and it has been a, a wonderful blessing. I, I want to thank all of you for being really encouraging to me, uh, even when I was not very good at this. And uh, I want to especially uh, thank uh, Don Chrysler and Richard Forrester the Fridays when I was preaching, when I was really not very good, and like constantly coming and encouraging me. I want to thank all of you for um, just the, the comments and encouragement that you have given me along the way. Uh, it is, I've said before, it's, it's challenging uh, being a preacher as opposed to like, I don't know, a, a plumber or something. Because like when, you, when you're a plumber or a, an accountant, when you do something, you, you can see the results of it. Uh, you can say, I, I did it, it's complete, and that's, it's hard when you're a preacher, but when I get the feedback from you guys that, hey, you said something and it was really, it was impactful to me or it helped me in just a little way to, to love God more or to serve him deeper, that, that, uh, it, that makes it all really exciting, makes it all worth it. I want to thank you guys for uh, taking Leah and I to lunch and to, to dinner and, and having us all, all over the place being really hospitable and kind to us and uh, taking care of us and, you know, also for supporting me as a preacher. And thank you for the, to the elders for having this and the, the deacons and everybody for, for making this a possibility and for, to both Jacobs, who neither are here, for, uh, for mentoring me. And so I just, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful this morning. And so I, I wanted to leave you guys with, with a message of gratefulness, a message of hope and encouragement. And to do that, uh, let's turn to uh, the passage that Brother What's-His-Name read. First <laughs> uh, Chronicles 28, we'll read verse 20. First Chronicles 28, 20. Uh, we just sang this song, but David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, is with you. He will not leave you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. So this is some of David's parting words to his son Solomon. Uh, he, echoing the words of uh, Moses to Joshua, he says, as, as, as the end of his life draws near, and uh, he's done a lot of preparation for the work that Solomon is going to continue and complete, he tells him to be strong and courageous do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, is with you. He will not leave you or forsake you till all the work of the service of the house of the Lord is finished. These are the thoughts I want to leave you with as uh, I leave, but also just in general, as we think about this congregation moving forward, that uh, I know I'm, I'm no David, uh, and yet there will be turnover. I mean, I'm going to leave, you'll get another intern, and you know, in the next 20 years, you know, you'll go through five, ten more interns, maybe another preacher, several elders, deacons, things are going to change. People are going to grow, people are going to pass away, people are going to move. And it can be hard in times of transition to remember to stay the course, to remember that God is, is with us, and to put our hope in him instead of uh, the people that change and the, as, as the turnover happens. And so I, I want to think about these words in kind of an, an, an unusual way. I want to think about Psalm 20 as paralleling the piece of advice that, that David says he's parting words to his son in many ways. 
uh, and, and I've entitled my sermon, Be Strong and Courageous, A Farewell Prayer, because this is, uh, in Psalm 20, we find something of a psalm or a prayer uh, about, uh, from, from David over, uh, seems to be, the, the people of Israel. And I, each section of this psalm well, parallels well the ideas that, that David is putting forth in 1 Chronicles 28. And so we're going to be kind of flipping back and forth this morning between those two passages. Uh, as I express to you guys my, my hope, my prayer, my uh, encouragement for the future of this congregation. So first, I want to read uh, Psalm 20, verses 1 through 3. He says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. David told his son that God will never leave you or forsake you. And it's important that you guys know that God is going to be with you. He's going to continue with you and that there are going to be challenges. Uh, In verse 1 of Psalm 20, he says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Uh, There's going to be challenges in the world. We've been talking in Drew's class in the back about uh, the rise of secularism. And in many ways, the world is, is getting better, but in many ways, it's getting worse. And that is discouraging. It's frustrating. It makes sharing the gospel difficult, but also uh, it creates new opportunities to spread the gospel. But it's hard. And I need you all to know what David says here, uh, that he prays that may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. That I hope and pray that this congregation can endure whatever the world throws at it. That God would be with you, that he would protect you and and carry you through the trials of, of the years to come. I also know that we're people and people frustrate each other. We get impatient. And there are probably going to be challenges and trials that come from within the church. And I I pray that God protects you in those. I pray that, you know, know, double your portion of uh, the the spirit of of peace and the the bond of unity that he talks about in in Ephesians. I might have flipped those around. But anyway, that God would carry with this church and help you endure the trials. That he would constantly be with you. He would never leave you or forsake you. And that he would, verse 2 of Psalm 20. Send you help from the sanctuary and give you help from Zion. That from heaven he would hear your cry, that he would send you what you need to help you, to to build you up, to bring you back together, to make this church strong as it ought to be. That he would remember, verse 3, all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. Obviously, we're not doing burnt offerings, but we've got a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice uh, of psalms and hymns and prayers to God. And I pray that... Unlike the passage that uh, Lance read, where God just wants the door shut, that we would bring him a heart of, of service and, and, and love and devotion, and that our sacrifice of praise here would be pleasing to him, and that it would hear us and give you guys the strength that you need to press on, that he would never leave you or forsake you. That, that is my first prayer for this church. The second thing is in verses 4 and 5. It says, may he grant you your heart's desire, and fulfill all of your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God, set up banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. This parallels well what he says in um, 1 Chronicles 28. 
We'll read again. David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God, even my God, is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you until all the work of the service of the house of the Lord is finished. I thought, I thought for a long time about how to apply this because we, we don't exactly have the same hope that Solomon had. Uh, Solomon knew by direct revelation from God that he was going to finish the temple. And yet there are a lot of things in this world that they don't really have an end to it. We, in many ways, uh, plant gardens in a seed, plant seeds in a garden we don't get to see. And yet we see here in Psalm 20, the prayer, may he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. I would love to, uh, to, to follow along with you guys to see and continue to see uh, young, young boys grow into young men. And young men grow into, uh, you know, servant and, and syndicans. And, and for you to add more, uh, more elders, for you to have a, a strong impact on, on the world around. And I, and I pray that the, the plans that you make here can come to fruition and that God would bless and, and fulfill the things that you guys are doing here. And I know that in some ways... Uh, we're, we're not going to be able to see the end of that. I mean, it's very parallel to, to David. He never got to see the fulfilled temple. Moses, he got to see the promised land, but he didn't get to enter. Uh, the prophets, they prophesied about Jesus, but they never got to, to see him. We see uh, so many times throughout the Bible. I mean, Jesus himself left the earth before his, his church was really complete. And as you, you go into modernity, you get people like Abraham Lincoln, who... I mean, he saw some aspect of what he was doing, but never the fulfillment of it. Martin Luther King Jr., same thing. That he had a dream, he started something, but that, and in the end he didn't get to see the fulfillment of it. And yet I hope that the first fruits, the little things, that the parents as they teach their children, the parents get to see their children baptized. I hope that you can see the beginnings of your plans established, that God would, would take the direction that the elders are leading this church in, they would take the, the plans of the classes and, and the work that you guys are doing here and that you would see at least, not the end, but at least the beginning of, of the plans of God established that little by little that this church would do what they can to make the world just a little bit more like God's will on earth as it is in heaven. That we would see just a little bit more in Little Rock of people who do justice and love kindness and, and walk humbly with God and man. And that these plans that you are making the, to, to build a strong church, to, to teach people about God and to make the world like he would be, I hope that God grants your heart's desires and fulfills all of your plans. And I also hope that going forward, verse five, that we may shout for joy over your salvation in the name of our God set up banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Uh, we pray for a lot of things here. Uh, I've been thinking recently, we've been praying a lot about Landon. And uh, we also, we pray a lot about uh, Don and, and his cancer. And I, I remember praying at the beginning and I continue to pray that both of these intense challenges can in time come to be a banner of God's faithfulness, that we prayed to God and he delivered us from the trial. He delivered the people we are praying for, but all of us were there hoping and praying. And I hope that God will answer those prayers. 
I pray that he will and that we can see his faithfulness through them. That is David's hope in verses 4 and 5, and that is my hope for this congregation. That as we go forward, as we continue to do the work of God and pray that God's work be done and, and offer ourselves up as vessels in God's service, that God will be praised through us and that God's glory can be established in the world through the actions and through the petitions that we have here in this congregation at Fairview. Lastly, in verses 6 through 8, he says, I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven and with saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. David told his son, be strong and courageous, do it. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, is with you. I, uh, I think about when I was growing up, we were, I was, I was in a relatively small congregation. And at one point, we had four elders, which was very exciting. And then in the course of about six months, we went down to having two. And then over the summer, one of them died. And so very quickly, we went from having four elders to no elders. And the vacuum was felt. It was really, really challenging. Um, and I know I have, I, I've I personally not lost any of, of my parents or really any of my close mentors, but I know the vacuum that that can leave in, in your lives. And I know that as we continue forward, that, that the, the potential for that is here as well, that people get old, they die, and things are hard. And just as David died, just as the people around us leave, it can be challenging in those times to continue forward. But we need to understand, we need to not be afraid or dismayed. We need to understand what he says in Psalm 20, verses 7 and 8, that some trust in chariots and some in horses and I might add some in preachers and some in elders and other times in men and in mentors. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. That in the times of transition is when our faith is tested. And when we can see for real, are we trusting in God or are we trusting in God's servants? Are we trusting in the creator of the world, or are we trusting in men? And we need to understand that God is with us. And if, if we could say that when David it died, like, I mean, what a huge vacuum that left. And yet he was confident that God would be with him and that they would complete what they were to do. Solomon, he built the temple. Joshua, they conquered the land and it was hard, but they did it because God was with them. And so we need to understand that our faith must be in God, that we cannot be afraid or dismayed because we understand that if we trust in God, then it doesn't matter. That life happens, we, we lose people, and that's, that's hard. But God continues with us. God's plan cannot be stopped. And we have hope as we press forward that God will be with us if we have our trust based in him. And so... Uh, this is my hope, this is my prayer for this congregation that, uh, as I said, I know I'm, I'm no David, <laughs> but as I leave, I hope that 
you continue to flourish. I hope that you continue to grow. I hope that you understand that God is the thing that's keeping this church alive and, and, and pressing forward. And I hope that your, your trust continues to be in him. I hope that your plans are established. I hope that they flourish. And I hope that you understand that God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And that in the times of trials that come along, he is the source of salvation and protection that is offered. And so uh, I think now I will uh, we'll, we'll pray and uh, then I will offer a short invitation. So let's pray. Our God, thank you so much for the congregation here and the blessing that they have been to me, but also the blessing that they are to each other. Uh, that great and small in this congregation, that we are all uh, members of the body and we all make up a church and we are helping each other, encouraging each other. And I think that that is beautiful. And I ask that you would establish that and continue to be blessing this congregation to grow. I ask that you would answer them in the day of trouble and that you would protect them with your name, that you would send out help from your sanctuary and support from Zion, and that you would remember the offerings of this congregation here. I ask that you would grant them their heart's desire and fulfill all of their plans, that you would go with them and that every, anything that they ask in the name of Jesus, that, they, that you, you would do it and uh, that you would do exactly as you have said that you would do. I ask that this congregation may be given opportunity to shout for joy in your salvation and to set up many banners in your name when you rescue them from challenges and you grant them salvation. I ask that you would help them to base their trust not in chariots, not in horses, not in men or in preachers or in elders, but in you, and that you would save them in trials and that you would go with them and help them to rise and stand upright and not to collapse and fall. I ask that you would bless the elders and the deacons here as they set a course for this church, that you would be with Jacob and with Gavin and that you would help them to, to teach the truth and to help this congregation grow. And I ask that you would bless them in all the tasks that they have set out to do to serve your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. So as we conclude this morning, I just want to remind you that God is with you. So be strong and courageous. We'll read this verse one last time. David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed for the Lord God, even my God is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. God's doing good things with this congregation. And I know that he will continue to do good things with them. And so if you're here this morning and you need encouragement, you need someone to come alongside you and show you love and mercy and support, I commend to you the Christians here at Fairview. And if you have never begun that walk and you want to, uh, to serve God, you want to be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, I, I know We've got water. We would love to baptize you. God is calling. If you are subject to the invitation, please come as we stand and sing.